Turn with me to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms 23. Today, we're going to begin a new series of messages on the topic made to worship. Do you realize that we were designed by God to worship? That we have something inside of us that longs to worship God, to connect with God. And you will find whenever you respond to that and you're entering into that, what you're created for, you're going to find a sense of fulfillment. You're also going to find this, that when you're not doing it, there's going to be a sense that there's got to be something more. There must be something more to life than what I'm experiencing. Probably like one of the most ultimate fulfilling things that you'll ever experience is as you are in the presence of God and you're worshiping him and everything else kind of slips away and you'll start to understand this is what it's about. This is what I long for. This is what I, the place that I want to be. Today, I'm going to talk to you about one of the reasons that we worship. And before we do that, on every Tuesday, the staff spends about an hour praying together at our staff meeting. This week, Pastor Joe did a, a wonderful prayer model on Psalms 23, and he used the New Living Translation. As I heard him read this, I knew that this is what I needed to speak to you about today. Would you mind reading along with me as the verses come up here on the screen? In fact, to honor God's word, would you stand with me as we honor his word? And I'd like you to read nice and loud the verses that you'll see here on our screen. Psalm chapter 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Before you're seated, would you look to the person next to you and say, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. You got to take your hand. You got to say, I have all I need. All right. You can be seated. When Pastor Joe read that portion of scripture on Tuesday, there was something inside of my heart and inside of my spirit that jumped. Have you ever been somewhere or been with some other people and something is said and you get it and you get really excited about it and everybody else around you is kind of like, huh? I've heard this verse. I've read through this verse. I'm sure hundreds of times over the years. Okay, this is not a verse that I just heard for the first time. But as we read that, that second phrase jumped out to me. I have all that I need. That's a summary of this whole chapter. Verse 1 is a summary of this whole chapter. We could shut the book, close it up, and walk out today. We're done. 
the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. And I think we should do that. All that I need. Not just a little bit. I have all that I need. Because God is my shepherd, because the Lord's my shepherd. Now, I'm not an English major. But my understanding of a semicolon is that it's used when it elaborates on the same thought. And so it says, the Lord is my shepherd. We could say, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Because he's my shepherd, because I'm in relationship with him, I have all that I need. I don't just have enough. And I've always heard, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, I'm thinking, I want a lot. (laughs) I don't know if I believe that one. But what the scripture tells us is that when the psalmist wrote this, he says, he's in essence saying, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have all, I have all that I need. Now, when do I have all that I need? The first point I want to share with you is I have all that I need when I'm tempted to become discontent. How easy it is to become discontent. If you don't believe me, all we have to do is go into the nursery and watch the children when another kid comes into the nursery and goes for a toy. I'm sure that your children don't do this, but some of the other kids. You'll see a child, they're sitting there playing, and they have toys. They have toys spread all around them. As far as their little arms and legs can reach, they have toys circling around about their body. And they don't have enough fingers and toes and arms and legs to touch all the toys that are there. But notice when another child walks into the nursery or walks into the room and walks over to the corner and picks up a toy that they were not playing with. All of a sudden now they don't have enough. All of a sudden now their attention goes off of what they have and they want the thing that they think they can't have. A few moments ago, I had all the toys that I wanted. I was content until I saw someone with something else. That's kind of like our human nature. They're no longer interested in the slew of toys that they have. Now they want what they don't have. And you know, there's times that you and I are tempted to become discontent. It's amazing. It's amazing. No matter how much we have, no matter how many things are going our way, it's just human nature. We have to fight against that to come in. These thoughts that come in and want to breed discontentment in our hearts. There's these thoughts that cause us to want to feel unfulfilled and to focus upon what we feel we are lacking. But because the Lord is our shepherd, we can be reassured. I have everything that I need. And do you ever notice as a parent, what do you do whenever your kid, whenever, not your kids, obviously it was like your relative's kids. But whenever the little kids were wanting all those other toys, you'd say, well, no, no, you try to redirect them. Look, you have this and you have here, here's your motorcycle. Here's your car. Play with this. If you're not careful, a spirit of discontent can easily come upon us. It can overtake us. But when we understand what the scripture says, because God is my shepherd, because he's my shepherd, he's going to take care of me and I'm going to have everything that I need. 
He's going to guide me. I'm going to have everything that I need. When I start to feel discontent, when I start to feel unsatisfied, when those thoughts start to slip in, we can be assured of this because he's my shepherd. I have all that I need. The second point I want to share with you quickly is I have all that I need when I struggle to measure up. Do you ever feel like it's a struggle to live up to what God has called you to do and to be? You ever just kind of, you maybe look at yourself and you, you see some of the things you say, I know I should, and you can fill in the blank of these things that I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should. Well, when God is your shepherd, you have all that you need. If the Lord is my shepherd and he's leading me, and he's guiding me, and I'm following his direction and his leading, then he will provide, not he will provide, I already have. I already have everything that I need. You know, throughout the Bible, the scripture reveals different aspects of God's character, of who he is, and what his heart is like. In the book of Jeremiah, God reveals himself to a people. The nation is in a backslidden state, okay? Their leaders are consistently walking away from God. Their leaders are consistently backsliding and going other directions from God. And in the midst of that, God reveals himself to his people, As Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. Wait a minute. At a time in the midst of some of the worst backsliding of Israel's history, God says, I'm your righteousness. What a beautiful thought that when it comes to measuring up, if the Lord is my shepherd, if I'm following him, if I'm allowing him to lead me, then he becomes my righteousness. This battle with measuring up or being good enough. I mean, like Abraham, we have believed God and it has been credited to us as righteousness. The Lord's my shepherd. I have all that I need. The third thing I want to share with you is I have all that I need when I'm tempted to worry about the future. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song at church He's all, and lately I've been telling you about all the songs we used to sing at church. I don't know. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Did you ever hear that song? And I used to feel like, sorry for the people. He's all I need. Yeah, that's kind of tough, man. Because I, I kind of, you know, I want to have a wife and I want to have a house and I want to have a job. And, but here's the reality. In Genesis chapter 22, as Abraham's about to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice to God. You remember the story. God spoke to Abram, and he says, Abram, I want you to offer your son, the son you dearly love, your one and only son. And it says that early the next morning, Abram got up. He 5% of our stress. It'll relieve us of worrying about how are we going to take care of the business 
How are we going to grow the business? How are we going to sell the house, send the kids to college? God's already there, friend. He already knows. That doesn't mean you don't plan. I have everything that I need. As we close today, if I could give you anything, I'd give you a love for that shepherd. If I could give you anything today, I would say stay close to that shepherd. Follow him. Listen to his voice. Don't run off on your own. Don't try and be eating on the other side of the fence. Stay close to that shepherd because when you're close to the shepherd, he already provides, he gives you everything that you need. Not just your financial. He has what you need for dealing with that relationship. He's your wisdom. He's your peace. He's your strength. Whatever you have need of, if you stay close to the shepherd and you allow him to be your shepherd, he provides everything that you have need of. Father God, I thank you for your provision today. I thank you that you love us and you care about us. I just pray that some folks who've uh, maybe at times not seen the importance of staying close to the shepherd, I pray that today they would see the great value and reward that comes and the security and safety that comes from staying close to the shepherd. Lord, I pray that you'd reveal yourself to them today in a glorious and powerful way. I pray that instead of complaining, instead of being dissatisfied, I pray that our hearts would be filled with this peace and contentment and we'd be able to say with assurance, I have everything I need. God's my shepherd. I got everything I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. The rest of that chapter, Lord, simply explains how you do it and the ways that you do it. So, Father, I pray that as we leave this place today, I pray that we would leave with a sense of contentment and security, that anxieties and fears would disappear, and that faith would rise up in a spirit of worship and thanksgiving would rise up in our hearts and our souls today. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.